Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to thank the Lord for all the good things. As Brother Weekly said, months of very good things. It was all good before that, but it just seems a little sweeter lately. And we thank the Lord for each and every wonderful thing that he has done. And believe me, he's got things going on right now. And he's got a lot of good things to yet to come. I want you to believe that with me. And I want to thank the Lord for all that he's been doing at the other churches. Uh, Fort Myers with the Urshans and everybody up there and also in Lake Placid. And it's good to have Pastor Hopper here tonight. And uh, good things are happening there. And we appreciate the good work of God. And, and we're looking forward to the next city and the next place that God will allow us to to scream out new church, you know, and we'll get to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Okay. All right. Pastor Hopper, come ahead. Give us your report. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Lord bless you. You may be seated. God is doing great things. Yes. Amen. The last month in Lake Placid, I believe that we have baptized three new people, and we have, amen, and we've had three receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, amen, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, amen, God is very good, and you may be seated today, we had, I lost track of the count of kids today that we picked up. I know that the last few that got on the bus, they came up and said, Pastor Hopper, we don't have no place to sit. I said, well, just scoot somebody over, sit on somebody's lap. I said, we don't have far to go. Amen. So, yes. Amen. It's very good. I'm very excited about everything that God is doing. He's been opening up a lot of the families of the people that uh, we've, the children we've been picking up now, a lot of the families are opening up to Bible study. Amen. We've got one tomorrow evening with one of the young boys' moms. And we're very excited about that. We also have two that are going to get uh, baptized next Sunday. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I'm so glad about everything that God is doing. Amen. And the Bible speaks of the writer said that he can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth him. And when you begin to walk with God, sometimes your faith may be tested. It may seem like everything is against you. But when you continue to believe in what the Word of God shows you, and you have to understand the Bible says that God cannot lie and that He cannot change. Amen. So when you take God's Word and you believe it by faith, you will know that no matter what comes against you, God's going to see you through the situation. And God is going to provide the answer. And God's going to provide the means for His work to be done. Amen. I'm so glad tonight that I serve a God that's on my side. I'm so glad I don't serve a dead God, but I serve a God that's alive. And that answers my prayer, that hears my cry each and every day that I pray to Him. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. The Bible gives us accounts of when people would come against situations. A couple of weeks ago I was teaching and was teaching about Moses and the Red Sea and how 
they got to the Red Sea and begin to uh, wonder and begin to doubt what was going to happen next and begin to say, you brought us out here to die, and here we've done all these things, and now we're going, we would have been better off to stay back in Egypt or better to stay in sin. And that's the way the devil wants to make th things seem at times, that you would have been better off never to step out by faith. But what you have to remind yourself and remember at all times, that the God that has brought you out of your situation, the one that you fell in love with, the one that said, I'm going to be with you, I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way that God is always with you no matter what it seems like he's on your side amen and you've got to look at the situation through God's eyes it's not what are we going to do now it's hey watch out God's about to do a miracle God's about to do something great because here we are and he's going to provide for us here Amen. When the devil wants to make it seem like a bad thing, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because now it's an opportunity where your faith is going to be tested and God's going to provide. God's going to bring an answer where it seems like there's no way possible. God's going to make a way. Amen. You look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and when they got thrown in that furnace, everybody said, oh, they're going to die. Oh, what's going to happen? And it was not a depressing thing. Hey, watch out. My God's about to do something great. My God's about to open the door here. My God's about to show himself. Amen. Amen. It's exciting to live for God by faith because that, that means you're going to, yes, sometimes you may be tested, sometimes some things may try to shake it, but it doesn't matter because God's always going to make a way. God always shows up just like he says that he's going to do in his Bible, and it's so awesome when it starts happening in your life because it builds your faith. It builds your encouragement because it's not just what somebody's saying, but it's what's happening in your life. Amen. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Letting this word of God begin to work in your life. Begin to see that God is real. That he does answer prayer. That he does provide for his children. That he does make a way of escape. That's what the scripture said. He's provided a way of escape for us. If we'll simply just say, Lord, I love you at your word. I want to be baptized in your name. I want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to repent of my sins. I want to change. I want this good work to be done in my life. Amen. On the one hand, you have flesh that tries to fight it and begin to question it and begin, oh, what about this, what about this one? And all the while, God's right there saying, hey, it's right here in front of you. I've got the answer for you right here. All you've got to do is come and yield yourself. All you've got to do is submit yourself here to my word and let this word be done in your heart. Amen. It's exciting to live for God. Amen. And God is doing great things in these last days, and I'm so glad that I can be a part of it. I'm so glad that I can be a part of His children, being able to worship. I'm so glad that I know who to worship tonight. I'm glad that I know that name that's above every other name. I'm glad that we're in a, His presence right now, and that we can feel that fresh anointing. Amen. I want to worship the Lord tonight. Amen. I want to receive by faith my blessing tonight from the Lord. I want to receive whatever the Lord's got for me. I say, I've come to have church. I've come to wor worship his name. I've come to give him thanks. I've come to turn it all over to him and walk out here a new creature tonight. Amen. Let's lift up that name right now that's above every other name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. 
Thank God and thank God. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Come on and love him. And I thank you, Jesus Christ, and I praise your great and mighty and holy name. Thank you for the goodness of your spirit and your mighty power, your great love wherewith you have loved us, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said praise the Lord. Well, tonight I'd like for us to look to the very back of the Bible. Just before the book of Revelation, there's a, a short and powerful message from Jude. There are many, many powerful lessons and teachings in this one short book. 25 verses, just one chapter, 25 verses, and uh, but I would like to turn your attention to verse, twi verse 8 and 9, verses 8 and 9, and Jude said it this way, he said, likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring accusation against him, or bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Let me try to help you out with this verse 9. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, now the next pronoun he is referring to the devil. The devil disputed about the body of Moses. And, he, and then Michael durst not bring accusation or bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Hopefully that helps you get it all squared away there. All right, everybody said praise the Lord. I'd like to preach for a little bit tonight on get tough with the devil. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I don't know the words of the song, neither do I care, frankly, but I have heard people speak of it, that there was a song years ago, I guess, called No Sympathy for the Devil. Well, I certainly don't have any sympathy for him. He, is, he uses sympathy to his advantage. He gets people to feel sorry for him and all, the, all of his deceit and all of the uh, deceitfulness that he brings into situations. And we're not going to use or allow ourselves or yield to any form of sympathy. I've often said that whenever a, an evil spirit from the enemy, from the devil comes, that he sends an, a, a, a spirit along of sympathy. He just sends that guy right along. 
And he, gets, he confuses people and he plays on human, natural human emotions. And people begin to wind up actually having sympathy for the devil. They wind up petting a spirit and they, they absolutely wind up against themselves. Instead of standing up for themselves and standing up for what's right, they just wind up opening the door and inviting the old devil right on in. What was that uh, Jamaican phrase? Shut the door. Keep the devil on the outside or something like that. I like that part. Shut the door. <laughs> I like that part. All right. So I should, have, uh, I should have Roderick say that. But the trouble is if he says it, you won't understand him. He, had me, he wanted to take me to a city, to a town, to a state and uh, have a study on it, and, and he said the state, and I said, come again, and, and, and he said that like 55 times, and I finally called somebody, oh, I said, tell me what he's saying, and he was, he was giving me the patois or something, and I wasn't, I wasn't getting it that night, but we finally got it, and I helped him with his pronunciation in English, and he's helping me with my patois, and, um, but it was Connecticut. And, uh, brother, I couldn't even begin to tell you how he was saying Connecticut. How we got Connecticut out of that, I don't know. <laughs> but we finally got it. We finally worked it out. But uh, I like all the accents. I enjoy it all. I just can't always understand it all, but I do enjoy it all. And I, I am trying to learn. I told the, uh, some of our French and Creole speaking that I'm trying to learn more French and Creole, and I'm hoping that they'll learn a little English so that there can be some communication going on there. All right. So we've got this, this old devil, and he's a liar, and that's the thing you need to remember. He does not possess the ability to tell the truth. When he opens his mouth, lies just come flying out of there like bats out of a cave. And you better remember that about him. Your Bible said in Luke, chapter 4, that Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, of course he was, because in him dwelled the fullness of the very God who is a spirit bodily. God who is a spirit and invisible chose to wrap himself in human flesh. He chose to show himself in the flesh. Thus, we have a visible manifestation or showing of the invisible God. And that is your revelation. You have spirit invisible in flesh, which is visible. Spirit in flesh. And in that flesh did not dwell a portion, but in that flesh dwelled the fullness. That's what your Bible said. And everybody said amen. And I hope that you're interested in what the Bible says. And if you're Resisting that, then you better ask yourself, what's wrong with me? Why would I resist God? Let's get what the Bible said. You know what the Bible said. It said, resist the devil. Let's get it straight. Let's get our instructions right. The Word of God is given to instruct us in things that are righteous, in things that are of God. It's the mind of God. He's telling you what He thinks. He's telling you how it is. He wants you to know what to do in your situation. How many people came to him and he told them, only believe. 
was instructing them, I'm giving you something here, believe it. A woman came one time and, and told him that she needed a help in her home. Her daughter had a devil. And Jesus told her, he said, basically he said, I've got no time for you. He said, I, I'm, I'm going to the, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I don't have time for you. You're not one of the Israelites. And this woman could have done like many people would do. She could have just gone away sorrowful. She could have gone away grumbling. She could have gone away complaining. But instead, she showed great faith. And she told the Lord after he told her that it wasn't proper to give the children's food to the dogs. And she could have paused right there and said, did you just call me a dog? He could have done that. She could have done that. But instead, she just stood right there rock solid, and before her was her need, and her need answerer, supplier. And she said, truth, Lord. She said, but even the dogs get the crumbs that come from the children's table. And, of course, Jesus Christ took note of what that woman said, that she would not be deterred to the right or to the left or backed up. She wasn't backing up, but she stood firmly, solidly in answering him. And because of that, he told her, go thy way. You have what you've asked for. And, of course, your Bible tells you that when she got there to the house, Everything was fine. Her prayer had been answered. And everybody said amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Well, let's give God a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm getting worried because when I send a signal and you don't do anything, I think you're sleeping. So are you sleeping while I'm preaching? Let's be awake. Everybody said amen. Everybody said hallelujah. All right. You know, I can pop my finger in a, in a grocery store or a, a Michael's or someplace, and my boss's head goes up, and she's looking around. You know, that's, that's power, friend. Power. But it's better than going, hey! Isn't it? <laughs> so read the signals, please. Read the signals. Don't miss the signals. So here we have Jesus. He's full of the Holy Ghost. And he's returning from Jordan. And he's led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And he begins to toughen up by weakening the flesh. The flesh is already weak, but he begins to make it even weaker. He begins to deaden it. He begins to put it under his feet, this human physical body that he has to deal with, that he has to contend with every day. And so the Scripture teaches that after he had got done fasting and being tempted of the devil, Bible teaches that the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, now you want to notice that word, if. It's amazing how people can say something to you in such a way that they sow a seed of doubt, fear, and unbelief. Boy, he started that one right off with, If thou be the Son of God. He wants you to doubt your experience. He wants you to doubt your calling. 
He wants you to doubt where you're at and what you're doing, what you're a part of. He wants you to doubt it all. He said, if, if, you be, if thou be the Son of God, he said, command this stone that it be made bread. There was a guy one time that he didn't believe what the Bible taught about speaking in tongues. That when you had a man here the other day actually did that. And uh, he told, he said, he said, all right. He said, if there's such a thing as speaking in tongues, he said, then go ahead and speak. So the individual looked at him and said, well, the Bible also said that men would dream dreams. He said, so you dream me a dream right now, and then I'll speak in tongues for you right now. And that took care of that. This is not mechanical. This is not human. This is not you doing your thing. This is not show off. This is not for commercialism, okay? We're talking about the power and the glory of God. So, Jesus answered the devil. Now, you know, if you're going to answer the devil, I said, amen? If you're going to answer the devil, then make sure you answer him with authority. Make sure you answer him properly. Don't, don't be wishy-washy. Don't be namby-pamby. You know, don't be minus a backbone. Don't be timid. You know, I see I see some of these uh, sisters, and they come up to pray for the Holy Ghost. And but now somebody take their candy. It's a it's a volcano erupts right about there. Give me back my candy. Could get, give me that Holy Ghost up there at the altar like that. If we could, could get the gates of your mouth open and your voice coming out of there, and you want the Holy Ghost as bad as you want candy, friend, we're going to have some Holy Ghost falling in your life. Everybody said amen. So here he's being told, if thou be the Son of God, then command these stones that be made bread. Jesus answered him and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. He just gave him that right back in his face. The devil then said, all right, all right, round two. He said, we're going we're gonna to take a little trip in your mind. Now, the devil can play with your mind. And the devil can get in there and start talking. And it, it's up to you to learn to get enough discernment about you to know when it's the devil versus when it's God. God's not going to tell you to do anything outside the Word of God. He's not going to tell you to do anything that is incorrect or hurtful or harmful or against. That's the devil for you. He's anti. He's against everything that is God. And everybody said amen. The devil taking him up into a high mountain and showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. He said, If therefore thou wilt worship me, all shall be done. So he just dangled it all out there in front of him. Just let him see it in technicolor. Just dangled all the little trinkets and all the little things of life, and he just said, now, I, I've got power to give you this. 
He said, all you need to do is start doing what I want you to do. Just start living for me. Just start worshiping me. You know the devil wants you to be a hope. You know he wants you to be a gangster and a thug. You know that he wants you to be involved with all the things that go on in this world, all the filth and all the trash and all the... Now, he'll let you have religion. He'll let you have your little conscience soother. He'll give you a little something to make you feel better when you're feeling bad because you're involved with all the things he's showing you and telling you he's got power to give it to you and you're listening to him and you're leaning his way. What that song said? It said, lean with me? Well, not if it's the devil. Don't lean with the devil. <laughs> we don't want to go in his direction. We want to lean away from him. Everybody said amen. And so, here we've got this battle going on right in the mind. And I like what Jesus said. Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. Told somebody the other day, they said, they keep calling my name. They keep calling my name. I said, turn around and let them speak to you back while you're walking away. <laughs> you know? There ain't nothing to love there. There's nothing to be respectful to there. You need to be hearing and looking towards God in those moments. I'm telling you, you need to learn how to resist the devil. And guess who's going to be running away? The Bible said the devil's going to flee. He can't stand it when you resist him. He doesn't handle no very well at all. Jesus said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Everybody said one God. There is not three gods. There is not ten gods. There is one God and him only, him only shalt thou serve. But, but I, I thought there were three. That's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. But you can't find three in the Bible. You can't find Trinity in the Bible. You can't find persons in the Bible. You can't find any of the terms or terminologies that they use to define and explain their so-called Trinity. But I can find one God in the Bible. I can find that Him only shalt I serve. I can find that He said, you're to have no other God before me. No other God is to be before me. That's why. That's why when they went into the house of the false god by the name of Dagon and they had him all set up and carved out of hands and painted all the way they wanted him painted, he, sitting up there big as life, and they'd come in there and they'd worship him. That's why when he got to messing around with God that they came in and they found that big old statue over on its face and its hands and feet broken off. Let me tell you, there's one God and he, those false things are not going to be able to stand in the presence of the Lord. That's why, you can be seated, that's why when those false worshipers 
Oh, yeah, there's people that are false worshipers. And that's why your Bible said that the Lord is seeking for true worshipers. He's seeking such. He's looking for people that are going to worship Him and Him only. That they're not going to try to carve Him up into three persons or three offices or three this or three that or three the other. That your Bible tells you there's one. And He's got a name and His name is above every name. And that name is Jesus Christ. And you worship Him. You call upon His name. You want to be saved? You want to be delivered? You want to be healed? You want to be blessed? You want to be uplifted? You want to be encouraged? You want to go to heaven? And you call upon that name. And whosoever shall do that shall be saved. Amen. Amen. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. Well, he said, Him only shalt thou serve. So, you know, the devil, uh, he's going to try you beyond one or two times. He's going to do that. He's going to try you beyond one or two times. He's, uh, he's got a lesson for you there that you could, you could, you know, you can take lemon and make lemonade. And you can take that nasty devil and take his own weapon and tactics and turn them right back on him. It would be good for you to learn not to quit so easily. He came back the third time here. He didn't quit quite so easily. He got, him, he got kicked out of heaven. You know, he falls to earth. He lost everything, and he left everything. And that's a good thing to remember. He left it. What did it say? The angels which kept not their first estate. God gives you a calling. God gives you a place. You better keep it. That means you better guard it. You don't treat it like it's nothing. Everybody said amen. Everybody said hallelujah. So he kept not the angels. He had to influence others. Of course he did. The devil's never going to be satisfied just for it to be him that's miserable. He wants others to be miserable. He fell, he wants others to fall. He's doing it wrong, he wants others to do it wrong. He's thinking wrong, he wants others to think wrong. And all the while, he's going to promise you liberty. All of this I will give you. Come and go with me. Come and worship me. Come and follow me. And I will give you liberty. He can't give you what he doesn't have. He doesn't have liberty. He's a captive. He's in chains. He's in darkness. His future is sealed. World without end. He's going, he is doomed. He will be totally separated from the presence of the Lord. There will be no more presenting himself before the Lord when the sons of God come together. His days are numbered. Everybody said amen. You want to get with the Lord. You want to get with him and the power of his might. You do not want to let him have your ear. You do not want to listen to what he has to say. So you don't want to listen to that kind of music. You don't want to be in those so-called kinds of church services. You don't want to be where there's falsehood and phoniness and fakeness. You don't want to be where you're vulnerable and unprotected and evil spirits can get a hold of you. You don't want that. Everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. 
how much nicer it is to get him out of your life. He's going to come back the third time. Took him up to the pinnacle of the temple. Begin to tempt him again. And Jesus had to answer him again. I'm talking to you about getting tough with the devil. Resisting him. Rebuking him. Not letting him push you around. Not making it so easy for him. Didn't it say in one place about being taken captive by the devil at his will? And that's because he knows he's found a weakness. He's found something he can exploit. And he goes to work on it. And you've got to show him, as Jesus said in the days of his flesh, he said the devil has nothing in me. He has no place, no place. He has nothing in me. We don't want the devil to have any place. You've got to shut those things down. You've got to shut some things off. Everybody said amen. You can open some, some windows. and You can open some doors. You can invite a spirit right on in. And all the while, you're going to think you're smarter than the preacher. You're going to think you're smarter than the Word of God. Now, you'd never verbalize that, but that's the spirit of it. And you're going to be the loser. And who wants the L word? Loser. You don't want that in your life. You get born again, you're reborn a winner. Amen. Give God a big hand. He brings Jesus to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. Now this is where it gets really, really tricky. Because he went on to say, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. Oh, the devil can quote Scripture. But you want to notice the example that's given to you here when the devil takes a Scripture and twists it. When he, what did the Bible say? They twist and they rest the Scriptures to their own damnation. That means to their own injury, to their own hurt, own condemnation. And so, the Bible said that Jesus answered him and said, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So we're not going to do anything that tempts our God. Not going to go lay down in the middle of the street and count the cars so that we can say, See, I got God. I didn't get run over. We're not going to play with a rattlesnake and say, while it's dancing all around us and striking at us, that, that see, I didn't fall down and die, so I've got God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Jesus gave you a powerful lesson here. We don't tempt God. We don't put ourselves in harm's way. Everybody said amen. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, you know, you know, what you're going through is going to have an end. It's going to come to an end. You need to hang in there. 
you need to, to resist the heat of the trial. You know? Now, you girls, the Bible teaches that you have a certain power. You have a certain power concerning a boy or a man. And the same thing with the boys or the men, that they have a certain power concerning a, a girl or a woman. And Paul talked about not abusing your power. So be careful because you might get a whole lot more than you thought when you abuse your power. There will be consequences if you turn the temperature up in that young man's life. So you better remember not to abuse what's in your life, what is God given to you. When that temperature starts rising, you better get yourself to cool down. You better find that prayer room. You better open that word of God. You better resist the devil. You better rebuke the devil. You better tell him to get out of my face. Get out of my life. You know that there are certain group or groups of people that 80% of the girls have a baby, but have no husband. 80%. That's 8 out of 10. You better resist the devil. You better tell him that's not the way Sister Stephanie's teaching us down. That's not what we're being taught. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what we're being told in our classes. That's not the right way to do it. Not the right way to go about life. I don't want everything to get turned upside down in my life. I want things to be decent and in order. That's what your Bible says. That's what I want. I want the better life. Key word in Hebrews, better. I want the better life. One day I want to be in the better resurrection. I want to go to that better place called heaven. Everybody said amen. I'm talking to you about getting tough with the devil. Don't make it so easy for him. Don't follow every style, every fashion, every new game that comes out. Just because it's new doesn't make it good. Doesn't make it edifying. Doesn't make it uplifting. Doesn't make it a, a, a thing that's going to help you in life. Just because it's new. Well, I got to have it because it's new. No, no, maybe you don't have to have it because it's new. Maybe because it's new, you need to get somebody to check it out for you. And quit sneaking around. Now, we don't do any sneaking around, do we? We don't do any of that. Right? Don't you like it when, when Jesus, you know, number one, you got Peter and Andrew, and they're so excited. Because they found the truth. And that's a key thing because when you find the truth, you should be excited about it. You should be happy. It's greater than finding a gold mine. You found the God of the gold. And 
Bible teaches they were so excited, they went and found somebody else. And his name was Nathaniel. And they said, come on. We found him who is the Christ. We found the truth. We found the one that the scriptures foretold. This is for real. So Nathaniel pops up. He follows them. And they're heading down the road to Jesus. And Jesus proclaims, lifts up his voice. And he says, behold, look. He says, an Israelite, a person in whom is no guile. Now, you know, that's really something to find somebody that's not sneaky. No guile. No guile. They're not slipping around. They're not sneaky. And they're not sneaking around. They're not always trying to get by with something. And he said, behold, take a look. This is worth looking at. This is somebody that's not sneaky. This is somebody in whom is no guile. They don't lie. Wow. And, and this guy, Nathaniel, he says, from whence do you know me? How do you know about me? Now, isn't that kind of funny? Because he didn't know who he was talking to, did he? Isn't that what Jesus told a woman? He said, if you knew who you were talking to, he said, you'd ask of me, and I'd be given to you. He said, I'd give you some living water. Well, he told her enough to where she said, um, Tell me where to get that stuff. Yes, sir. Well, you might want to get to inquiring where you can get baptized in Jesus' name, where you can get the Holy Ghost. Give me this truth. You know, the Bible said that because they received not the love of the truth, that they were going to be turned over to being a reprobate of no value, no good, for nothing unqualified, and that they were going to find themselves in the hands of the Antichrist. They're going to find themselves on the wrong side of God. They're going to side with him who is against God, who's going to fight God. And you know, once again, they're going to get the L because they're going to be losers. Because if you fight against God, you're siding with the losers. And Satan is a loser. You hear me? He's the chief of losers. He's not only the father of lies, but I think he's running in the L part of the alphabet. He's the father of losers. You hear me? You want to get with our God, and you want to tell yourself that I'm going to be with him who is the champion of champions. I'm going to be with the winner. Or did Brother Hopper say, God's going to be there. God's going to see you through. God's going to take care of business. He's not going to let you down. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. Let's use what God has given to us for good. And God has given you the power when you get the Holy Ghost you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, then you have all power over the power of the enemy. And you can tread upon the scorpions and the serpents. You hear me? And that nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's a, a good sense of confidence, knowing that the devil can no longer hurt you. 
Everybody said amen. You just remind him of that. He comes skulking around. Oh, yeah, sit down a minute. I got I to gotta tell you about Jude here. Oh, Brother Jude, come on. It's, I've only been preaching an hour or something like that. Let me get into hour number two. See how we like it. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. Jude's little powerful book. Verse 8, was it not? 8 and 9. You should, you should read this book because you know what? It tells you about people who once knew, and now they don't know. They've lost the light. They've lost the insight. They've lost the revelation. They were among, they classified themselves with the foolish. They had the opportunity to have this truth, and they put it off, and they resisted it, and they fought it. They used their powers of resistance against God instead of against the devil. Totally misapplied everything. But he said here, he said, now listen, let me tell you about these spirits. Let me tell you about these people, these attitudes, these spirits that get a hold of people. He said they are filthy dreamers, and they defile the flesh, and they hate authority. They despise dominion. They hate authority. Let me tell you. You get the gift of the Holy Ghost and you're operating in the Spirit, you're not going to hate authority. You're going to welcome authority. You're going to thank God for authority. You're going to thank Him because now there's power over the devil that tries to trouble you that you'll be trained how you can resist the devil and he will run from you. Amen. You'd much rather have God living in you than the devil living in you. Everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. So he said, and they speak evil. Of course they speak evil. That's all the devil can do is speak evil. Every time he opens his mouth, he's got to drop some seeds of evil, of sow seeds of discord, something to break down unity. Something to get people doubting, fearing, and get them all full of unbelief. They don't speak, he does not speak words of faith. He does not encourage people to speak words of faith. He's not, he's not going to come around and have something good to say. Always going to have something negative to say. Something putting down to say. But he went on to say, yet, in spite of that, of that old lying devil, in spite of his hatred of authority and his speaking evil of dignities, no less, he loves to try to spit in God's face. He wants to, in any way he can, he wants to disrespect the, the, the preacher, the, the, the ones that God has set in a certain office. And he wants you to join him in cussing them and putting them down, and disrespecting them. He speaks evil of dignities. And everybody said amen. That's what he does. You begin to read the characteristics of the devil, and when you see that in people, then you better sit up straighter and pay a little more attention. I don't care if it's your son. I don't care if it's your daughter. I don't care if it's your grandmother, your grandpa. You better read it like it is. Amen. 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 
see people who are trying to keep you from church, keep you from honoring God with the first fruits of your offerings, keep you from doing the right things, the things that made you who you are and have got you on the right road, going in the right direction. You better, I don't care who it is, you better see the spirit of it and rebuke that spirit. Put your foot down. Resist the devil and watch him run. Amen. Amen. You know, they used to call it moxie. I want to see some Holy Ghost moxie. <laughs> means some backbone. means some stand up and square your shoulders. But you're not all little timid and, you know, look like some little something. I don't know. Amen. So yet, Michael, the archangel, he steps up, friend. He steps up. And he, he's contending with the devil. You know what? When the devil showed up, Michael stood up. And you, and you want to read maybe the book of Daniel, and you'll see that also in chapter 12, that Michael, the great prince of the people, he stood up, friend. I like that. Woo, I like that. I told you about the, you could be seated. I told you about the, the little boy or a little girl that was sitting in church, and the Holy Ghost got to moving, and everybody got up, and everybody was worshiping, and presently everybody sat down, but that little young person kept standing. And everybody was telling him, sit down, sit down, sit down. He just kept standing. He just kept standing. He just kept standing. And finally, they reached up and grabbed him and sat him down. He said, all right. He said, I may be sitting, but he said, my Holy Ghost is standing. Sometimes you got to stand up. You got to stand up for what's right. You got to stand up no matter who it is and what they're saying. You got to stand up. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, we sure stand up for rebellion, don't we? That old spirit of rebellion comes around. We sure stand up for that. That's the wrong thing to stand up for, isn't it? Let's, let's stand up for Jesus. Amen. So Michael stood up when contending with the devil. And when the devil was disputing with him, the devil was making an argument. And he was, I, I just know he was dancing around. He was absolutely dancing around Michael. Like, a, like a, a little poodle dog, a little yapping poodle dog. And just, just barking away and nipping away and snapping away. and Going all around Michael. And Michael just looking at him like, you know, I could step on your head right now. It'd be the end of you. you know, but he's exercising a little restraint here. You got to do things right. So here's the devil. He's arguing. He's disputing. He's all stirred up over the body of Moses. What does that mean to you? What it means to you is that God buried Moses, and nobody knew where God buried him. And that's what God did with your sins. When you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, he took care of your dirt, and the devil can't find it. But he'd like to dig it up. He'd like to know the location. He'd like to drag it right out. Put all your dirty laundry out there. That's what he'd like to do. But God said, I put it as far apart as the east is from the west. God said, I, I deleted it out of my computer. I remember it no more. Amen. Isn't that nice of God to do that? Everybody said amen. amen. How great is it 
to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It is through faith in his name that you are washed in his blood. The blood is in his name. And the Bible said that without that, remit, that shedding of blood, there is no remission. He shed the blood on the cross. Who is he? Jesus Christ. You are to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And your faith. Oh, I have faith. Faith, 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 faith. look like a cheerleader. You know? But it's time to be baptized. Whoa. What happened? You lose your pom-pom? What happened? You lose your, you lose your cheer? Is it, is it just lip service? Is it just put on a show? Anybody can come to church and dance around. I hope, it, I hope it's got a little more depth to it than that. God knows whether or not it does. And we're looking right at you. And we're going to know whether or not you're serious or whether or not you're playing. Whether or not, like Isaiah the prophet said, this people draw near unto me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Well, time to be baptized. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to go now. I got to go now. Okay, okay. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, because the devil was disputing about the body of Moses, wants to know all about your sin. He wants to drag it all out. But the Bible said that Michael did not bring a railing accusation. He just simply said the most powerful thing. He said, the Lord rebuked. I'm not going to give you words to mince. I'm not going to give you something to twist. I'm not going to give you something to run off and tell a lie. He said, I'm simply going to tell it to you straight. The Lord rebuke thee. My father fights my battles, pal. He takes care of business. You may hurl the insults at me. You may speak evil of me. You may run me down. But he said, my father is greater than you. Amen. And my Father's name is Jesus Christ. He is the everlasting Father. Go read Isaiah 9 and 6. He's the everlasting Father. He's the mighty God. Everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Give God a big hand. Let's sing and worship the Lord here. Come on. Get tough with the devil, will you? Get tough. Get tough with him. It's a struggle for survival. I daily meet the foe. I'm out there on the battlefield.
Tschüss. Oh, ja. Tschüss.